0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have singer-songwriter Cliff Dorsey with us today. He just put the finishing touches on his debut EP, New Neon, which was produced by the Swan Brothers. The first release, which is going to be a radio single, Raise One, is a rich anthem-style tribute.
0: And we're excited to talk to him and all about all yeah. that and then some so welcome to the show welcome thank you so much for having me it's
2: been a blast so far <laughs> right
0: here. Um. you know um the last few years have been rough for a lot of people but especially oh, in yes. entertainment um so how has all this affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this craziness
2: so um at first it was really you had to go to facebook live you had to go to um uh, online live setting and people had different groups set up but then it kind of turned into outside shows i i mean there was one point in time where i was playing at a uh, private party it was a gazebo and everybody was kind of 50 yards away you know type deal Uh, and they all had their lawn chairs and um I've done a, a few things, some soundstage stuff that was live streamed, but it, it was definitely hard for um, people that made their living, uh, such as I, is playing restaurants and big venues. And uh, I mean, you know, there's no chance of ticket sales at all, no chance of a show. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: But personally, I mean, it was also tough just wanting to get out there because I, I have. Yeah. um uh, uh, my, my grandma, which I'm actually, um, on her front porch right now, that's where this, <laughs> oh, uh, setting is yeah. and, um, uh, my, my dad, uh, he's retired from the railroad 45 years and I traveling around, it, it's, I didn't want to put them at risk of, uh, getting sick,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm.
2: but, um, yeah, I mean, that's how it's really affected myself, um, personally.
0: Yeah, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. We did. And my original plan was maybe 100 interviews our first year. I thought if we could do that, be a great foundation. And then everything gets shut down. And as, as I'm watching all this get shut down, I told Sandy, I was like, although we did, we would never wish this type of opportunity on anybody, Right. but I was like, right. you know what, for a brand new show, this could be kind of a blessing in disguise because everybody now is free to watch stuff all the guests are free um, during that time. So we were like, you know what, let's just reach out to anybody and everybody. And because of that, we end up doing over 300 interviews that first year. And we're almost 600 now.
2: That's amazing. That's- <clears throat>
0: and if we didn't have two deaths in the family this year, we would be over 600 now, but kind of yes. put us back a little bit with my, my dad's passing and then her mom passing like three months later.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It's uh. It was definitely uh, everyone had to adapt. And I, I'm sorry that y'all had losses during that time.
0: Well, this was this uh, year. This was not from COVID. Okay, because.
2: this year. Got you. Got you. Well, um, I know that's that's hard to deal with. Um, but y'all have a good thing going. And uh, I know from, already from talking to y'all that, that uh, you're going far already. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm honored to be here, be a
0: part of it.
1: Well, oh, we, appreciate we appreciate it. You know,
0: we work, uh, we work really hard on this. And speaking of working hard, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do. but They don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles mm-hmm. it takes to get to any level with entertainment. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think it's sugarcoated out there. Um, I want people, when they watch our show and they listen to the guests, they're like, before they make that leap, they know what they're getting into. So knowing that, tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices you've had to make to even get to where you are today
2: um well (laughs) Mm -hmm. i miss a lot of events and um i mean i'm always when whenever i'm at the point right now and been at the point for quite a few years to where when you have a show opportunity you do it um Mm -hmm. you know then i'll i'll uh take some time for some holidays and birthdays and stuff and you know luckily people don't really want me to play on christmas but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know thing, but every like other that. day but yeah. but also uh ma- making your living off of shows and um i mean in the past like my two previous um albums and everything i i was self-produced um, with my buddy logan fisher uh, which is also my, my drummer and home projects had to you know pay all my guys at, out of pocket. And yeah. that's something that oh, wow. that we were working on um, as well as the pandemic was kind of dying down to where we could kind of get in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's not so glorious, but <laughs> whenever, and there's a lot of no's, there's a lot of, um, you know, just like anything great, you got to figure out, a million ways not to do it in order to figure out how to do it yeah and uh the the hours for sure that's the only way to like excel. we were just
0: talking about
2: exactly um, <laughs> yeah. so to to answer your question i would say that it's not so luxurious but at the same time whenever it's what makes you feel like a natural person like you have to do it in other words like that's something for me i have to sing i have to write i have to um i don't have to get up on a stage but (laughs) that's that's just the the product of doing the other two things you know Now, now
0: when did you you know a lot of people would ask when did you know you wanted to do music and of course that always goes way back but i always like to go deeper than that when did it click for you that music could actually be also a career for you
2: i was 20 and i was working two jobs one for a contracting company one for lowe's uh, home improvement and mm-hmm. uh i was playing shows as much as i could at the time which was two times maybe three times a week and um there's a place in florida called cedar key and it's right there on the gulf of mexico on uh, the west coast and um they would call me and be like hey we had somebody call out um would you like to come play shows and i would be in the middle of you know work or just getting off work and i would go out there well that built up to where it was i was getting calls on the way to work at times and like hey can you do this i'm like man I'm, i'm missing out on on this and you know it's at the time compared to my hourly, you know, I mean, I was working 40, sometimes 50 hours a week, like including the contracting company and getting overtime and stuff, but still doing what you love and getting paid pretty decent for it. And you go out there and people tip you and say, you know, you got something going on. That's whenever you're like, okay, I'm getting better.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm not
2: quite, I'm not saying that I'm there or whatever there is but there's progress and the only that's the way i looked at it what i said earlier is the only way to really get better rapidly is to apply yourself to it and make it a kind of uh you know you gotta live breathe and sleep (laughs) sleep on it (laughs) yeah so that was the dream um i quit both of those and pretty soon i was getting five shows a week wow and Mm -hmm. uh started at like a very low rate and um i've there was one point in time where i played 275 shows a year
1: mm.
2: and um it was uh some band shows but mainly solo and now we're starting to get the band more incorporated uh with this ep and um with this single and i'm super excited about that i love uh i mean my guys have been with me for
0: quite a while so tell us about Raise One.
2: Raise One is a song that is to honor the unsung hero or the hero of our communities, the first responders, oh, um, the military, mm-hmm. veterans, but also it, it branches out from there. That's, that's the focus that we're, we're talking about right now. But um, there's a line in the song, whose work is never done. Uh, to the fight for what is right, ones. So that includes the medical field. Um, that include we were talking about the the pandemic. You know, those people worked hour after hour, end over end, um, and you know they they didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what was going to happen that day, and just the people that they sit there and they wait for disaster to strike, and then they get a call to go fix it. But for people whose work that's never done, the educators of our community, the teachers, um, people that are in our community that we see every day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we don't really think twice whenever we get up in the morning, put on, get a shower, put on our clothes and we walk out into a pretty safe environment. Yeah. And it's because yeah. of those people. So raise one is raising a glass to those people in our communities.
0: And, you know, speaking of all that, I was watching um, the news the other day on September 11th, and they were talking about how the firefighters that went into those buildings, they knew going in that the odds are they're not coming back.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they they went in just on the chance that they can help someone survive. They they put themselves last. And, I mean, those people have family. Those people, Mm -hmm. like. Every person in our military, I mean, for the most part, huge percentage has family mm-hmm. waiting on them and uh, not getting to see their dad or their mom. And uh, that's the songs for, for that as well. I mean, it, um, Mike Miller and uh, Robin Collins wrote the song and the Swan Brothers and I were sitting down yeah. um, trying to go through some songs and figure out what uh, we, we were talking about different angles and they, they sat down and took the time to ask, you know, what are you trying to do here? And yeah. one thing that I yeah. said to them right out the gate before we even heard the song as we were about to go through songs, I said, I want to pick a song that connects, but mm-hmm. also it performs a service for people.
1: Oh,
0: wow. and uh,
1: yeah.
2: I think the, the service that this song provides to listener not only honoring those people. But reminding the listener that that is going on every single day, and um, I think it—I think it's a better mindset as you walk around your community, your town, and your state. Anywhere, really.
0: Definitely love that. So, as you know, a lot of people—they you know—they see you, but they don't see the team around you. In our opinion, teams <laughs> never get any love. But on know. our show, they get a little love. Mm-hmm. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are.
2: Well, Black Sheep Label Group, it's been a pleasure to work with them. Um, I've been signed with them for a little over a year now. We signed uh, August of 2021, and um, they've been really supporting me and like I said, along with the Swan Brothers, which were my producers in the team, um, they took the time to actually know, like, what do you want to do? What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, as I developed through through song to song, I mean, at one point in time, when you when you listen to my old recordings, what you hear is a songwriter. I'm
1: mm-hmm.
2: any song that that I thought was worth something. I just wanted to make a recording. So there was, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, this is this is this, uh, you know, this piece that I put out into the world. It wasn't necessarily like I was trying to build a brand. Yeah, Um, Yeah. but uh, they're super supportive and uh, helping me grow every single day, um, giving me the resources that I need to grow. And then um, I can't have this conversation without talking about Emily McDonald, which is my manager and um she was working with me before we were approached by the label
1: oh, wow. and
2: mm-hmm. um like amazing friend um <laughs> a, a marketing expert and genius <laughs> and overall amazing human being um her and her husband jerry have been super supportive of me and um i i feel like they're they're kind of my uh, musical parents in a sense. But uh, as yeah. we as we talk about parents, we can go to my family. Um, my dad, as I said, worked for CSX 45 years, is very aware of how hard work pays off
1: and mm-hmm. uh, how hard
2: you have to work to be there and apply yourself. And um, at first I think he was a little weary, which no blaming him at the, st- the point that I started doing music, and I wanted to do it. Um, He was a little weary of me picking music as a career. (laughs) uh, So, But um, as time went on, he is, I'd say, uh, really the biggest fan that you can have and biggest supporter of of my music. And he's just, I mean, tickled to death proud. Uh, And,
0: and you know, something about that whole parent thing about not wasn't sure about this career path for you. Right. But a lot lot of times parent, you know, you see that you look at the media TV and you see um, Blake Shelton and then you see Mr. Joe Blow that's making no money. And so parents don't really get to see that there's actually many levels to make money in music. It's not just the super rich and the super poor. There are people making a living that you'll never hear of.
2: Yeah, yeah, correct. And uh, especially from a writer's point of view. Um, but going back to that, when I'm going to bring my, my mama, my mom into the, the deal, <laughs> yeah. she from day one was like, <laughs> go after it, do it.
1: Uh, yes. um,
2: like, no matter where it takes you, um, I mean, I believe that that God gave you this gift. And you need to go share it with the world. Just um, have God with you every step of the way, and make your decisions on that, and it'll lead you to where you ultimately need to be. Whether that's the career or not, it could be uh, just a mm. path down the road. But um, I, I think I may have took that and ran with it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe to where, uh, like uh, Alan Jackson says in Neon Rainbow, um, you know now now she like wonders <laughs> like um, but uh yeah i mean i have a huge support group i can go on and on and on about that um but
0: and like I'd cody say, johnson says in his song you know if you got a dream chase it because that dream's not gonna chase it back. Chase yes. and i love some cody
2: johnson that is a huge example and blake sheldon as well but um that, that is somebody that has went through the whole process and mm-hmm. is now uh, because of his hard work and persistence. And he's kept um, I, it
0: within who he is. You know, that's one of the things I like about Cody. Agreed. Is, you know, a lot of times labels ch- um, change you. And I hate to say that, but they do. Um, yeah. But Cody has, you know, when you watched his path in his career, he's the same today as he was before he made it.
2: Yeah, I got to see him um, – maybe five years back at Swanee River Jam, uh, perform on uh, a smaller stage, and Mm -hmm. he treated that that smaller stage with his band as if it was Bridgestone Arena. I mean, (laughs) he was 100% in it, and that Mm -hmm. was, that's, like, you can tell whenever someone is going up there and uh, they have a persona,
0: persona,
2: and whenever it's just, like, I'm happy to be here. This is what I do.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: um, I'm going to make the most of it every second.
0: Yeah. And And you know, that's like with Blake Shelton, we've got a lot of people that we've interviewed that was on his team on The Voice. And I always ask them off camera, because of course, don't know what answer they're going to give. But I always ask them (laughs) off camera, um, what is he like off camera? And they're yeah. like, and they're, and a hundred percent of the time they've always said what you see on TV is what you see behind the scenes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that in many accounts as well, um, from people that I met him early in his career, uh, even before, uh, all red,
0: yeah. you know, the song, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. speaking of teams and family, we have yes. a third co-host, our little 10 year old. We bring on last few questions. So Sandy's going to go get, I'll get him. Okay. <laughs> And while we're waiting for that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. yeah. When's the last time you've been interviewed by a 10-year-old? Um,
2: last time my nieces <laughs> were around in Georgia. <laughs> I'm always interviewed by them. <laughs> that's and, cool. Uh, I, I hey, think that's hey, They might not the be interview. big,
0: big interviewers on TV one day.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and you'll be able to say, hey, I was their first interview.
2: That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to need an autograph mailed to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I I the what's
0: kind of next for you
2: um next we have a whole lot of new music coming out um we are let's see so next for me personally on september 26 i will be turning 28 years old and um, happy early birthday I, thank you I'm going to, uh, celebrate with hanging out with, uh, Emily and Jerry. Um, we're going to do a family celebration here before that, but, um, I'll be up in Nashville and, um, we're going to go see, uh, Chris Stapleton.
0: Oh, uh, we're going to gonna be in Nashville that. from October 2nd through the 9th. Yeah. Cause, cause it's our t- very cool October 2nd. And 9th. Okay. Cause it'll be our twentieth wedding nice. anniversary. So we're like, we're going to go spin it in Nashville.
2: Yeah. Um, before the 29th i'll have a, a new song come out ah.
0: um
2: it's called it's called girls do <laughs> and um that'll be the next single on on the lineup and um yeah i don't i don't know where i'll be then though that hasn't been planned yet <laughs> so maybe we'll be in uh Nashville around the same time that would be, be great cool. if we could meet in person
0: that'd be awesome hey there some,
1: what's a fair food
2: My favorite food, hmm. Um, I really like a good salmon or salmon, however you wanna say it.
0: Uh, (laughs) Dinner, you
2: know, medium, Um, broccoli, mashed potatoes, a little bit of, you know, garlic and bacon in there. After that, Mm -hmm. I can take a really good nap. And uh, (laughs) I think that's, that's a part of any successful meal what's yours? Mine is pizza. Pizza. What kind of pizza though?
0: What kind of pizza, pepperoni sauce and Supreme pineapple. He's got four faves. I was about to
2: say, are you a
0: pineapple person? Because He, he didn't you... know for a while. Cause everybody would yeah. ask that and he never tried it. And finally one day was at the at CC's pizza where he could pick and choose. And he's like, I want to try the pineapple. So he tried it and he liked it. So.
2: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I can side with you on the pineapple i I'm, <laughs> I'm a pineapple fan on pizza All
1: right okay so what's your TV show
2: favorite TV show um hmm. i uh so i grew up on the star wars trilogy and i think something that i can watch over and over right now is the mandalorian um that that song or that uh series if i'm just you know hanging out i'll put that on it's kind of like a npr tiny desk type thing to where you know you're listening and you're doing stuff at the same time and um (laughs) yeah if i'm like having to work on something i would say uh the mandalorian what's yours
0: mine is spongebob
2: spongebob now i was a huge spongebob fan um (laughs) Almost everybody's been
0: SpongeBob fan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Flying Dutchman. Anytime <laughs> okay. that he showed up, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, when it, whenever they learn how to tie your shoes, tie knots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my
1: favorites. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what's your movie
2: favorite movie? Wow, oh, that's hard. There's so many good ones. Um, old brother, where art uh, thou? Um, that one. was. Before before I knew that I wanted to do music in general. That was all the music from there. Um George Clooney and his uh he's a Dapper Dan man. Um he doesn't want Fop, you know, all the like all the stuff cracked me up. So yeah. oh Brother,
0: where art thou? What's yours? My my favorite movie is The Minions.
1: The
2: Minions. So have you seen um so did they just come out with a new one? Is that the one yep, you're talking and it's about? It's
0: at the theaters now and we've seen it. Ah,
2: I have not seen it yet. So, <laughs> In I fact, what's funny know, is we've seen it up in Nashville. Movie might be that.
0: Okay. What's okay. funny is we've seen it while we were, in, we were, we've been in Nashville several times this year already. And one of the times Sandy was like, you know what? Let's go see the Minions here in Nashville. So, yeah.
1: Opry Mills. <laughs>
0: at the Opry Mills Mall. Very cool.
2: Well, um, i might have to catch that in the theater so i i might i mean we might have the same then
1: mm. bye thanks
0: thank you
2: i appreciate you very good
0: yeah he's been on almost every he's been on almost every show which has been pretty cool
2: <laughs> i love it i love so if you Coleman, could, his favorites.
0: so if you could co-write with any artist, who would it be
2: ooh Wow, you really put me in a spot now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I should I should have prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, my initial thought, Jamie Johnson, um, and I feel like I should say one more though. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. I, another thought that I had was Willie Nelson.
1: Oh, That'd be a good that's one. great me too.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe uh, both. I, I think uh, this has happened before, so maybe Jamie Johnson and Willie Nelson in the uh, same room.
1: Uh,
0: that'd be great. <laughs> so if you could bring back one or two artists who's passed on, who would it be to spend the day with you?
2: Keith Whitley. Uh,
0: oh, that's a great a
1: one. one. Oh, yes.
2: Um, and then uh, Johnny Cash,
1: of course. Yep. Ours and me. I
0: went through yeah, 19 true. years of addictions until 14 years ago but the first five years of my marriage was through them addiction still. And um, their story is so amazingly close to ours. Yeah, her- it definitely wow. resonates
1: with us. <laughs> you so. Know,
0: so, you know, I love, in fact, we even had um, at the beginning of our show back in 2020, we end up having Anna Christina Cash on who's married to um, John, and, um, John and John Carter Cash. John Carter Cash
2: very which, cool very cool which, and which, thank you which, for sharing that story because <clears throat> um that's that's very healing to people as well people that are going through it and such
0: um, yeah cuz you know again it's one of them things where we surrender I surrendered it to God and been healed ever since and you know i you know i don't always talk about that on the show but i do right. when i feel like it's right And, i i tr- you know cuz i try to respect everybody's um opinions on the matter mm-hmm. but you know yeah. but there are times where it comes out <laughs>
2: Yeah, well there's no uh I don't I don't think there's any arguing with you, Chris. I mean that's, that's <laughs> really good. I mean what? You're being honest, like yeah. you know yeah. and uh yeah that, that's amazing. God is good. Yeah, he that... is
0: definitely good. You know, and
2: Johnny Cash is go ahead. Yeah, what about Johnny. Oh, I was just gonna say Johnny Cash is uh one of the few people that my dad listens to on repeat
0: so oh, wow. um, oh, wow. he mm-hmm. he always
2: tells me stories about how he was building a 52 chevrolet car uh rebuilding it swapping the engines such as that and uh he would drag race with the car um <laughs> maybe legally maybe not um, <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. uh that was always his his go-to um when he was working on the car was listening oh, wow. to johnny cash you know songs like mm-hmm. one piece at a time yeah and uh also, with freight trains, you know,
0: he's big on mm-hmm. that. So, so but, as a yeah. songwriter, what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote?
2: Um, first one that I can think of is Marina Del Rey. Oh,
1: that's um, good. I think that
2: song is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm No Stranger to the Rain, Keith Whitley. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Merle Haggart has countless ones. Um, I would say one that I really like from him is That's the Way Love Goes. Ah, right. the mm-hmm. slower one. And then Poncho and Lefty, which is uh, Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson, but Towns Zant wrote that song.
0: Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. Wow. And and one of the questions I asked her, which I always ask the guests, the same question, is where she want to be in five years? And I always like to tell this story because the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she was focused and she knew where she was going. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um,
2: I want to be um – that's a great question because I haven't been asked that yet <laughs> um, because my, my normal response is, well, better than I am today, both, uh, you know, mentally and, you know, personal life and uh, skill level on music. But I think uh, I'm so used to taking it day by day that I don't think about that much. I would like to be um, recording recording you know maybe another album or two Mm
1: -hmm. and Mm
2: -hmm. writing a lot and writing with people that uh are way better than i am (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) um that i that Mm -hmm. i can learn from and uh but having enough time to where i can spend with my family and uh playing playing shows that are uh, benefits or raising money for very good causes um such as veterans and um
1: mm-hmm.
2: i mean I, I know they they do some benefits for uh kentucky every year oh, wow. um, oh, yeah. like water supplies there and such and so mm-hmm. that those are the things that i think about um i mean it'd be cool to attend an award show because you're <laughs> uh a, you know nominated for something but that's not if I never get that, that's okay with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not really about that. It's really about the quality of life and the quality of work and what you do for others along the way. Mm-hmm.
1: Love that. Love
0: so that. let's get, go deeper and let's look 15 okay. years down the road and let's say you're a success <laughs> on a grand scale, whatever success looks like to you. 15 years from now, you've made it. What do you hope you never forget on the way to that journey?
2: Okay. Um, I hope that I never forget the people that made sacrifices for me, um, that God is in control and knows what's best for every single one of us, no matter what we're going through. Um, I hope I never forget, uh, the first, the first few years of, of music the the struggle the the nose the knowing that you're getting better but you're not quite there and that's still where i'm at when i say <laughs> not quite there i think i'm is in um being happy and being able to to do it
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah
2: but there, there's always progress to be made and um lastly i would say um my hometown and my church and everyone that has had faith in me um, has faith in me and i don't think these are things that i will ever forget oh uh, how it was working 40 to 50 hours a week and showing up and being like i'm doing this but i'd rather be doing something else (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: You know?
0: <laughs> right, yeah, <clears throat> And I think that's where a lot of people mess up on in life. You know, they get in that rut of that nine to five or 40 hour week. And for people that do that and love it, that's great. But right. there's a lot of people that don't love it and they're missing out on so much that because they're so scared to take that risk um, of stepping out into the unknown, and, and and sometimes you may go bankrupt doing that. You may, yeah. you, know, you know, but that's one of them risks where when you get to your deathbed, at least I don't want to look back and say, I wish I had. I'd rather slide in there roughed up and say, I'm glad I did.
2: <laughs> Agreed. And um, I notice a lot of times when you uh, become bankrupt or have a low in your life, that's whenever you create your best work.
1: That's oh, true. That's um,
2: so true. And you you put in the work to uh be prepared for that day. And I think they say you that know, your average
0: millionaires went bankrupt like three times in their life.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure. And <laughs> who knows? Even though they're a millionaire, they will probably do it again. <laughs> they would.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> so a some things that inspire you.
2: Um uh, uh this sounds very uh um I don't know. That's uh silly, if you will. But uh going outside like we are right now mm-hmm. yeah. and just taking a walk and looking mm-hmm. at God's creation and um seeing how uh nature lives its life, whether it be you know, just a, a bird or uh as know, humans a deer, can learn bear. a lot. Yeah, 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 for sure. You can. For sure. Um, Definitely. But I, I think that's something that I do quite a bit to um, center myself. But um, people's hard work to, like, do well, it's not just uh, for their their own intentions or to make a dollar. It's because they they actually want to leave that thing that they're working on better than they found it. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, going back to the song, um, people that sacrifice their time to make the world a better place. And like um, we, we, us as humans, have experienced life uh, quite, quite a bit through different times and ages in the world. But it seems like war is uh, inevitable no matter how we we uh, try to and negotiate and how medicine is coming a long ways and people that uh, they don't necessarily want to go out there and fight a war but okay. they they want they they understand that it seems necessary and a lot of people are really really um, affected by that and never get over it and pay a huge price for Mm -hmm. it uh ptsd stuff like that and Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. with our first responders but those people are an inspiration to me
0: that Mm -hmm. they
2: have that much uh valor and um i mean bravery to uh make that sacrifice for people they know and people they don't know
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what would you like for your legacy to be in music? What would you like to be most known and remembered for?
2: Writing songs that affected people positively
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, singing songs that, that do the same and not only um, being good at my job and what i love to do but uh being a good oh somebody i didn't mention in my uh he's probably gonna show up and like slap me across the head or something but my my older brother he's 12 years older than me <laughs> um, he he is definitely uh the the refuge of anything that i don't understand and um uh, uh, amazing man and uh yeah, be, being a good brother, being a good son, being a good uncle, um, one day being a good father and husband and uh, balancing those things. Yeah, that's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And giving back to community and uh, the world of living. That's that's about it. And uh, trying to have a
1: smile on my face, no matter what's going on. <laughs> you I know? love that. Awesome. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
2: Um, whenever you're not sure what to do, stop and, uh, listen and pray Mm -hmm. and then continue to listen. Remember Mm -hmm. that, like (laughs) from that point on, I've always gotten an answer eventually, um, (laughs) whether it be something that shows up in my life or, um or a, uh, intention that was, you know, something that I didn't quite understand before, but now all of a sudden I, I have a mentality and an intention that, uh, overcomes that, that struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely love that. So as we close out here, what advice would you give someone who wants to do what you do?
2: Um. Like, I gotta steal a quote. Um, and maybe they didn't say it exactly like this, <laughs> yeah. so so um, I'll, I'll make it my own. But uh, as I said earlier, the only way, like, follow do what you love. Um, if somebody wants to be a musician, put in the hours to do it. And um, Jason Iswell said, No matter what you sing. Like, stay natural to you, because there's enough people in this world that if you want to have success and people listening to your music, there's all kinds of people out there, and there's enough people in the world to listen to your music. It doesn't have to be an award ceremony. It doesn't have to be uh, chart-topping. Because, Mm
1: -hmm. I
2: mean, if if you really want to do this, that's not what it's about in the first place. And it doesn't whenever you get that. Um, not that I have, but I've, you know, achieved some things. It's not it's a nice feeling, but it's not what you expect. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it does go away and you're just on to the next thing. So don't don't chase trophies, don't chase accolades, chase being a good person, being a good musician and doing it the way you want to do it and be kind to people on the way because one thing in this industry for sure is word gets around. Yeah. And how you work with people is they want to be able to stand being in the same room with you, even whenever things are going rough, not only Mm -hmm. whenever it's just a normal day on the job. So if they can't be in the same room with you, then you're not
0: going to work with them. Yeah, I remember hearing someone say that those you step on on the way up will be there on the way down.
2: Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's also <laughs> a, a, a Little Feet song, uh, which I love that band.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as you um, as we close out here, tell everybody how they can find you.
2: Um, so cliffdorsey.com, you got a website on there. It has all the music that's available, all the shows, um, a little bit of a bio, um, Cliff Dorsey Music on Facebook, which uh, this will be tagged in there, I imagine, or we'll tag y'all, however that goes, but they'll be linked up. Um, Instagram at Cliff Dorsey Music, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, please go stream Raise One, share it with your friends, honor the person in your community and in your life that you think that song relates to. Um, I mean, that's it's a service. And um, the song is for y'all. Yes, I'm singing it. No, I didn't write it. Amazing writers, Robin Collins, Mike Miller wrote this song. And um, I mean, it's it's for people. And uh, other ways, mm, come to a show.
1: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm playing uh, three shows till Sunday right now. I played No Call oh, last night. Oh, so um, I'm trying to get around the U S and then later get around the world. But right now it's a whole lot of, uh, North central Florida and Florida in general (laughs) and Nashville, Tennessee a little bit. So look out, we're, uh, we're coming the band and I, and, um, we're going to be playing some good music for you, wherever your city is.
0: Love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we definitely look forward to having you back for updates.
2: Thank you, Chris and Sandy. Really, I appreciate it. It really was a pleasure. And um, it's nice to have a conversation with the great people such as yourself.
0: Same here. Oh, we
2: appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. Thank for you. You and about and
2: also uh, the, the guest star. Mm-hmm. You have to remind me of his first name.
1: Oh, Christopher. Yep. Yeah.
2: Christopher. All right. Tell him <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> we'll, have we'll do. And whenever we meet. Uh we will order some pizza. Ah, uh, that like sounds a like a plan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You'll, love You'll love it. Thank All right, you. thank you. Take care. Be Bye. Well.
0: Okay, the recording.